24 hours a day. Radio Contact. Welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Pax and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join me in the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hi, Rob. You okay, mate? You had a good week? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a good result on, on Friday night and, you know, that sets the tone for the week and then Rob done it. So, yeah, that was a surprise winning against Hull. Not that it was, wasn't expecting us to win, but it was a nice surprise and a good victory. Yeah, obviously, uh, you've had a sporting moment yourself this weekend with your, your little secret no, I thought you weren't going to say it. That's my secret, that, Rob. You're not supposed to be broadcasting that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Paul uh, took part in the uh, a bo- a boxing um, tournament, would you call it? Yeah. Uh, at Bowlers. Um, Three-round heroic battle, but Farsi didn't come up with a win. No, the other guy got the decision. Yeah, he was good. The other guy was really good. It was a good night, though. A thousand people there, so it was good to come on in front of a thousand people and do your thing. But no, I was beaten by a better man on the night. He just edged me, and uh, I thought I'd had him in that third round, but just uh, just got the better of me. Yeah, he's uh, you know you've, you love your boxing. To do, be fair, yeah. you, you talk it's one of your one of your big things: football, uh, rugby league, and boxing there, and music. They're the three big yeah. uh, things in your life. Uh, but yeah, you know. I think you did fantastic. Well. And my wife and my kids, and as your well. wife and your kids as well. There was that as well. But you know, I've, I, by all accounts, you you put up a great performance, and uh, well done to you. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, enjoyed it, and I can't wait to get back in. I'm back in training Saturday and uh, get do it all over again. Uh, really excited for it. But yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend, and uh, you know, I had a bit of double vision when I texted you back on Saturday night. But uh, yeah, enjoyed the experience. It was a really good buzz, and uh, yeah, can't wait to do it again. Cool. What's on the show this week, Paul? Yeah, we've got loads on the show this week. We've got the amateur report. We've got all the news coming out of South Red Devils we've got interviews with Willie Poachin who we spoke to after the whole game Josh Jones Logan Tompkins and Nia Levels we've also got the amateur report if I already said that uh, we've got the review of the whole game and we've got a preview of Thursday night's game against Witness cool so we'll start with the, uh, the news So here's the news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week, Paul. Salford Red Devils travel to Widnes on uh, Thursday night. Coaches going up, uh, provided by the club. Um, hopefully a big following from Salford Red Devils fans. Yeah, certainly, especially after the result <laughs> against Hull. Now we've got a bit of renewed confidence and that was a good result. And we take that to Widnes now, don't disrespect to them. But it's another winnable game, Rob, I think, going there. And we normally take a good following to Widnes. It's not that far, as you know, Thursday night might be a bit difficult for some people. But I think when we're going there with, with confidence now and, uh, you know, everybody buzzing. Yeah, Tickets are available. It's £19 for season ticket holders, £14 for concessions, £22 if you're not for a non season ticket holder. Uh, important that the fans purchase the tickets uh, and support the uh, the club. Uh, the club gets 20% of every ticket sold, so that's a great thing for them. Yeah, it's another revenue stream, Rob. And we, we, like I said before, we're, we're normally. Uh we're a good away following, you know, for the percentage of supporters we get for our home games. And Witnesses, it's one of my favourite away trips. I like going to Witness and Warrington. I, I like the um, 
the, 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 the way trips this side of the Pennines. I'm not so keen on the Yorkshire ones, so uh, the ones on this side, they're not as bad because you get home a bit earlier, don't you? So uh, looking forward to Thursday night. It should be, it should be a good game. and It always is there on that pitch at Widmer's fast track and uh, I'm hoping lots of people get down and get behind us yeah coaches are going uh, from Shanders the Royal Sovereign Eccles Town Hall a dog and padre in the AJ Bell Stadium details are on the official club website so if you if you want to get your ticket uh, and want to get down uh, to Widmer's on Thursday uh, get, get the bus there because we want as many soul fans as, as possible to come and watch the Reds play and hopefully win yeah, we certainly do. We certainly do, and uh, you know, the, the, if you can get on the get on the bus, get down there, or, or drive down, or whatever. Any 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 means of transport. I think you can get the train to witness as well, possibly Thursday night. That'd be a bit tricky though. And don't forget, everybody who's listening, it's a seven forty-five kickoff on Thursday night, and not an eight o'clock. It's on Sky. Yeah, so uh, make sure you get down there. Uh, talking about buses, there was a successful uh, story uh, for the uh, shuttle bus uh, around the city of Salford for the whole game. Uh, a lot of people got on the bus and were transported to the game, Paul. Yeah, they certainly were, and I think that's hats off to the supporters trust for, for laying that on and organising it because you know it's not easy to organise things like that. You know, it takes a lot of time and you're ringing people up and sorting things out. It's not something I'd be very good at, but everybody who's involved with that, you know, big credit to them, and hopefully that can grow and grow because it was you know these things are like trials aren't they and you know the, the more experience you can get perhaps you know in a few years time we'll have loads of buses going to the game you know they do it football games and that so I think that's great and it's uh, it's something that was needed really you know because people who are living in the heartland of Salford and you don't drive it's quite a tricky place to get to so uh, if you've got a bus that can shuttle you there then uh, why not yeah I think it's important obviously with the you know wanting to get in the community uh, and having this facility available um, for fans hopefully it'll grow and grow and you know more more destinations more um you know journeys to come uh, and lots of fans will want to get involved in that i reckon yeah certainly certainly and if you, you can put things like that on it just makes it easier for people as well especially with friday night and thursday night games they're difficult to get to aren't they so if you've got access there to to modes of transport just to make everybody's life a bit easier than why, than why not but big credit to the supporters trust for, for helping out and doing that and it was great to see it rolling up at the ground on friday it just got there just before me and it was a, a good sight to see a load of supporters jumping off it yeah, talking about the supporters' trust. Uh, don't forget, you've got the um, event they're putting on on the twenty-first of April for the nineteen ninety-seven uh, squad reunion at the Seven Brothers Brewery. Paul, um, something to look forward to. Um, all the old players talking about the old days. Yeah, certainly our first season in Super League. That and there's a lot of happy memories from that season. You know, Andy Gregory coaching us some good players that we had in that side at the time. And I'm sure that's going to be a really good event. It's at Nathan McAvoy's Brewery, so Nathan was a big part of that side in 1997, along with you know, that's a Scott Naylor, Darren Rogers, Gary Broadbent, Cliff Eccles, Mark Lee, Steve Blakely, Ian Watson, Ian Bleas, who are at the club now. So just to name a few. And um, that, that's promised to be a really good night, you know, players mingling with supporters and sharing stories and the, the supporters uh, trust are, are trying to relaunch the um, ex-players association that night as well, so hoping to get some other ex-players down to relaunch that. I know Mick Hennigan played a big part in that in the past, so any ex-players would be welcome down there and I'm sure the, the supporters are welcoming you with open arms, so I'm really looking forward to that event. Saturday the 21st of April, 7 o'clock start, promise to be exciting. Yeah, also in the community of South Red Devils, there was a uh, rugby festival today. Paul, all the schools involved. Uh, it's great that you know the club are reaching out into the, the schools and local community to try and sort of uh, engage with the people and, and create the fans and the players for tomorrow. Was that the foundation who was involved with that, mm, Rob? Yep. Yep, we said before, haven't we, that what the foundation do, you know, tremendous work that they're doing there. And they do get involved with the schools, and if you can get them playing the game as well, that's, uh, that's going to put our club in a good light and, you know, attract supporters of the future. Yep, so lots of things going on uh, there. I'm super excited about, you know, reaching out to the community and growing the club. So, 
So, on the Sports Zone this week, we got a chance to speak to Andy Rosler from the Salford Red Devils, and here's what he said about the victory against Hull FC on Friday night. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your Big Match Review. Hello, this is David Sullivan Jr. You're listening to Sports Zone on Salford City Radio. Sport Zone on Salford City Radio. I'm at Rob Parkson and now we're going to be talking Rugby League. Before we talk to Andy Rosler about Salford Red Devils though, we're going to be talking about Swinton Lions. Uh, they were defeated by York Knights in the Challenge Cup fourth round, 26 points to 12. Disappointing exit for them, Paul. Yeah, it certainly was. That game was played at Featherstone as well. York's pitch was unplayable at the weekend. It was a tough game for Swinton, you know, going against the League One side in York. But York have invested. They had Ben Kakane playing for them at standoff on, on Sunday. They've got a lot of ambitions in League One this season. And, you know, it's a, it's a defeat that's going to disappoint Swinton, exiting the Challenge Cup. But uh, they've got bigger fish to fry in the league now. They've got London Broncos this weekend who are five from five. They've been flying in that league and that's going to be a really tough contest at Haywood Road this Sunday. Yeah, obviously, Andy, the Challenge Cup is quite an important uh, trophy for clubs in its generation cash absolutely um, and the draw is being made it's 7 o'clock tonight is it yeah yeah I think it'll be on now right we'll be, uh, I'm not keeping sure. our eyes on oh, for that right. okay. I was looking at my twitter feed to see if it knew <laughs> we get so uh, absolutely yeah obviously last season uh, unfortunately 40 minutes away um, I think we've only been in the semi-final three or four times in, in my career as a as a fan and that was so disappointing yeah obviously a disappointing time for Salford but like you say it's, it's a cup it's uh, romance, it's everything that, you know, us fans want, isn't it, really? Uh, absolutely, yeah. and I was, when I was at Castleford recently, um, I didn't, don't normally go to the hospitality, but I've got the privilege of that this year, and behind me was um, a picture of Castleford lifting the cup in 1969. Um, to see Salford in the final was, um, is it kind of, is it a bittersweet moment? That was just before I was born, unfortunately, so we'd like to see that again. Yeah, we were just twinkling our own dad's eye there, Paul, weren't we, really? Mm. Uh, but, you know, I suppose one day, though, we'll, we'll get back there and it's, uh, hopefully it'll be under your stewardship. Yeah, I was actually thinking actually if we did get to the final, ordinarily it'd be the uh, well, the directors that leads the team out. So, <laughs> but I've always dreamt of watching the team come out. So I'm not quite sure what I'd do, but it'd be nice a nice dilemma. Yeah, um, obviously Swinton face uh, London Broncos uh, this week, Paul. Five from five, London Broncos. It's going to be a, a tough game for them. London Broncos have swept most sides uh, you know, apart, haven't they? They played this season. They're full of pace as well. I was looking at their side and who to look out for. You've got Elliot Kieran there, Kieran Dixon, Matty Fleming, plenty of pace. And under new coach Danny Ward, fairly inexperienced coach, they seem to be making great strides in that championship. I know a lot of people were talking about Toronto and Lee Centurions being the big boys to look out for, but London have sort of slipped under the radar, Rob, and they're setting the pace in that league. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game for Swindon, but we wish them all the best uh, for the game against the London Broncos on Sunday. So let's talk about Salford Red Devils. Fantastic victory against Hull FC uh, on Friday night, Paul. And here's the highlights uh, from Salford Red Devils TV. Tyrone McCarthy, 20 metres out. Salford Red Devils looking to uh, strike back. So uh, Little John gives it to Lamatazzi, who comes forward for Salford. 10 metres out. It's Wood at the play of the ball. Wood looking for runners comes across the line gives his little a ball back inside and Nile Levels takes the tackle five metres out and Salford are knocking on that Hull FC door it's uh, Wood again 
Hutz. Tyrell McCarthy spins out of one tackle, looking to offload, and Ben Nakamboy is over. Ben Nakamboy scores for Sofa, a Devils great try. Great try to Ben Nakamboy. Debut try, I think, for the club, but in that build-up, I love that inside ball from Little John to uh, to Evels in support. But at the end, it was Nakamboy's try. Well done to him. Salford, a lot of uh, energy used up in this second half, coming down the middle like Hull. And it's whoever can blow up first, who, who, whose legs go first in this kind of battle. It's uh, Salford with uh, Junior Sal looking for space on that far side. He's tackled on the 30. And it's uh, Greg Johnson now. Johnson looking for space. Johnson's jumped for a big goal. And Johnson's found half a gap. Gives it to Junior Sal. Junior Sal gives it. And Salford are going to go over in the corner, maybe. They're going to go and score. Great try for Salford and Devils. What a score for Salford. What a break by Johnson. And Salford hit the front. Hit the front. I mean, fantastic style. What was that? An 80-metre try almost from the way it started. So much enterprise. Johnson, the instigator. And then the support from Sal. And who's the man who got it on the, sc- on the score sheet? So, try scoring for Salford and Devils is Jack Little John. Great score from him. Was great support play and no little space as well at the end of it to score. So, brilliant stuff. But that try is the sort that we want to see over and over again on the highlights. Right from the beginning. Not just all the passes that made the try, but the build-up to it. I mean, uh, the play from the Red Devils really outstanding. Reminds us of last year's attacking flair. Brilliant. Now, opportunity for Salford now to turn the screw. It's Greg Johnson, and he's looking for some space to come run into, and he's forced back by the Hull defenders. It's uh, Logan Tompkins at the play of the ball for Salford Red Devils. Tompkins to Rob Lewis. He's got runners, gives it to Mark Flanagan, who runs hard and straight into the Hull defence. Drop goal opportunity for Salford. They've decided to play it. It's Lee Mossett going hard and straight, looking for the posts and hold just about, hold him up. It's Tompkins again to Rob Lewis. He's got runners on the outside. Dummies, gap opens up. Rob Lewis scores. Great try for Rob Lewis. Great forward by him. And Salford breathing space at last week. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Concise attack. Not that passing that time. Louis backed himself. Support runners not needed. Over the line for a score for the Red Devils. Extends the lead to 18-8. It's uh, Tompkins again. And Salford are making good metres here. The five metres out. It's Tompkins gone blind side. Gives it to Little John Junior Sal looking for the line. Gives it to Johnson. Johnson scores acrobatically. Dives over in the corner for Silver Red Devils. What a score for Silver Red Devils. Back to back tries confirming the victory for today. And that was a spectacular finish after some fantastic swift hands from the three quarters. And Greg Johnson right in the corner. Brilliant. So that was the highlights from Sulphur Devils win against Hull FC on Friday night. Andy, what a great win. Second win of the season. Yeah, it's a manner of the, the victory as well and what I was pleased about. Um, I think fixture for fixture were two points up on last season. So, um, you know, maybe maybe that third spot is uh, is a possibility. But it was a, it was a manner of the... The victory and having been to Castleford and made so many mistakes, I think it was, it was you know, his completion rate was almost perfect in that second half. Yeah, second half was very impressive, Paul. You know, it's all about making the AJ Bell a fortress for Salford. 
Yeah, certainly, and I think we're on our way to doing that. We like playing whole teams at home, don't we? We've uh, put both of them to the sword up to now, which was a good result. And if you look at the game on Friday, Hull were probably fancied to beat us. You know, they, they're a good side, aren't they? A big side as well, very physical side. And I thought we did a good job on them, really, and especially in that second half. As soon as we got that try before our time, that five minutes was pivotal for me before our time when Ben Nakabuai went over for the try. The next five minutes after that, it really took us into half time on, on a momentum. You could see us, you know, I think the next set of six we forced a drop out, and it, it really sort of set the tone for that second half yeah obviously knocking sort of hull off as well and uh, you know it sends a message out doesn't it to the people of Salford that you know we're a, we're a good side and we're going places absolutely uh, and again even the, going back to the cast game if we, if we keep possession don't make mistakes we're a match for anybody yeah, I suppose it's a frustration that obviously players don't make mistakes on purpose, do they? And you know, as a fan, you sit there and you, and you get frustrated when you know errors occur. Uh, but these, these are all human beings, aren't they? You know, they, they'll, they'll drop the ball, they'll, they'll make errors. But as long as they're shown to be, you know, making effort and commitment to the cause, that's all those fans can ask for, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And another positive was um, you know some great performances from from new players. For Ben had a great game. Um, Niall you know almost perfect and I was glad to see Greg come back and um, you know made a fantastic fantastic break and try the season that isn't it certainly for, for our guys yeah it was, it was a superb game we, we spoke to Nia Levels Josh Jones and Logan Tompkins after the game and this is what they had to say so I'm joined by Nia Levels great win that Niall yeah definitely um, you know it was good to come back back to our, our own ground and uh, put in the performance again against a good old side um, I thought we did the, the things we haven't been doing so well for the last few weeks sort of completing as as Completions in that first and second half were, were up there. It just gives us a platform to, you know, to sort of pin teams in, and uh, thought we did that tonight. Yeah, yeah. Second half, full of creation, full of good goal forward as well. You know, we've got to be proud of that. Yeah, definitely. It was it was all built on his defence, to be honest. Um, we slowed there. We now whole play fast. You know, Shaw playing around Rook, um, and we thought we slowed him down tonight. Um, so yeah, it was all built on defence and his attack. We had the energy to attack. That's probably the difference. We've been defending so much in the last few weeks. So we haven't had the energy to attack. So it was uh, yeah, it was good to put that on tonight. Yeah, back at full back as well. Uh, some good high balls taken there under pressure. You know, good to be back in the old routine. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, full backs where I love playing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a windy night out there tonight. There was a few uh, bombs up there that were swirling around in there, but you know I thought we dealt with them all right. So yeah, we're good to be back. Yeah, witness uh, next week, uh, full of confidence going to that. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, you know, it's another massive game. The West are wanting to put back-to-back performances. Uh, you know we've started to struggle through that recently. You know back-to-back wins together, uh, but that's his aim. Um, there's no better place to do it. Sky game on a Thursday night uh, against Witness. I'd like to say for the first time I've been joined by Josh Jones. I don't. I think you've been on with Rob before, but you've never spoke to me before. But congratulations to that tonight, mate. Good performance. We was needed that one tonight. Yeah, yeah, of course, mate. It's um, it's been a tough couple of weeks, obviously, with the table and that. And I think tonight's just shown that uh, we are a good group of lads and we can kick on from today. How important did you score that try just before our time? Did that send you in with confidence? Because the second half, you seemed to come out with new confidence. It started flowing, didn't it? Oh, massively. We've always got confidence in ourselves, and we just we just need to be smart in what we do. We complete, I think, 88 percent of the second half, which is massive on on the for us winning. Did you surprise yourself tonight with how emphatic that second half performance was? Um, no, not really, because we've been training like that all pre-season for the past six, six, seven weeks so it was just getting all together on the field and luckily tonight that we did that. How does it feel to win after the last few yeah, weeks? Yeah mate, it's nice, it's a nice feeling. What's what I said to you tonight? Very nice. Very nice. Well played, copy. Yes. Sorry. sorry, what did Ian say to you in the dressing rooms at the end of the match? It was just happened mate, it's just that we need to be consistent now, we've got to witness, I think we've got next week and we need to perform at seven, it's obviously Easter which is going to be a tough time so we just need to be all together. Well, thanks for speaking to us tonight, enjoy your weekend mate and well done. Thank you mate, anytime. Cheers. So I'm joined by Logan Tompkins, big win that. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, we needed that to kickstart our season. Now we uh, we identified a few problems from last week, and that has probably been the theme throughout our you know opening campaign. And uh, we sorted it out tonight, and we stuck to our game plan a bit and come out with a win. Obviously, that second half, good completion, good energy, good creation. Got to be proud of. That. Yeah, definitely. It was just simple from us. Uh, we just, uh, like you just said, it was just the completion. That's been a well. It's been discipline and completion, uh, which go hand in hand, really. So that's been our main problem for the last five or six weeks. And uh, you know, we still got a lot of room for improvement, but it was better than you know it's been. And it just shows that if we, you know, if we start completing around the 85% mark, uh, we can you know compete with the top teams and come out on the other side. Obviously, a win tonight. Hopefully, momentum will build. Could more wins to come. Cool. Up, us, up that league won't we, we will go yeah definitely we uh, we need to win a few <laughs> no no definitely uh, yeah well the confidence is massive uh, you don't realise how much it actually plays a part in it but you know we've just got a, a game plan and we've had a bit of trust in it this week and uh, you know we've put our trust in the coaches and know. the research that they've done and uh, you know we, we played to that game plan and uh, you know it paid dividends yeah witness uh, on Thursday Sky game big game that for us yeah, it is definitely, and it's uh, it's a chance for us to showcase what we're actually like this year. Cause we're not we're not truly represented ourselves yet. Uh, we've underplayed massively, so you know this will be a good a good game that you know everyone in Super League can see and uh, see that we are actually contenders like we were last year, and we're not just you know. Uh, relying on you know the success that we had and hoping that we'll just get through to the Super Eights again. Cheers, big thanks, talks on the Devil Lisa. So that was Niall Evans, Josh Jones uh, talking to us about the game. On Friday night, Paul. It's all about building momentum um, ahead of the game against Witness on Friday, uh, Thursday night. Yeah, it certainly is, and we come into that point in the season, Rob, aren't we? Now Easter time as well. After the Witness game, we've got two games as well, so it becomes an important time and a time when you can, you know, make or break your season. Really, I think it was one of the Sky commentators said the other day we're over a quarter of a way through the season already, and that's like a scary, scary fact, really. And you know, the twenty-three rounds, it doesn't give you a lot of room for error. So the more points we can pick up, the better. Obviously, recruit, recruiting uh, sort of players, Andy. It's about building a mixture and it, building a, a nice uh, kind of pl- a player pack to compete with each other and move players forward. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You mentioned there we've got two really important fixtures. Uh, Catalan just have to witness, so three on the bounce. You know, we're looking a lot better going into Easter. Um, that's generally when you've, you, you make an assessment of your squad and you've got bodies all over the place. Um, I think one of the challenges we've got, of course, is a lot of clubs want to keep hold of a lot of the players at the moment because they want to get through Easter. Um, so you might not see an awful lot of, 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 of movement, but uh, I would expect some announcements uh, pretty soon. Yeah, obviously wheeling and dealing, that's the, that's the up and down that. Would you say? Yeah, I think the you know the uh, you know both Ian's Ian Blees and Watto are very uh, you know very, very active at the moment, looking at the squad, seeing who's available, um, and obviously looking to to strengthen in the right areas. Yeah, talking about Ian Watson, he decided to have a day off uh, this week, so Paul managed to speak to his assistant coach uh, Willie Polchin about the victory, and this is what he had to say. Willie Polchin joins me after the victory tonight. It was. A much needed victory that Willie and uh, one that must give you confidence now. Yeah, morale boosting mm. and you know, it does give us confidence. We've, uh, you know, we've spoken about some ways that we want to play and how we need to go about our, our football and you know, we went a long way to delivering some of that and what we spoke about and when it comes off and we get a result that, that we're after, um, it's even more pleasing. Um, for us as coaches but more so for the players, you know, they, they really took a hold of the game and had a grasp and had a good conversation through the week. We learned some things from the Casper game last week, in particular the second half, and you know, we, 
had a discussion about that. And it was, like I said, it's nice for them to be able to deliver on some of what they spoke about and, and get something out of it. You must be pleased at the way you put that whole side to bed in that second half. You know, Hull are a decent side, aren't they? One of the mm. favourites to be a top six side this season. But, you know, you grew in confidence in that second half and they didn't really have an answer to you. They never seemed to threaten our line and you never really looked in trouble. Um, there were some patches where they had, they had the upper hand and we had to wear those, in particular the start of the game. Were you pleased with the defence tonight? Um, yeah, massively. And, you know, some of that came from our ball control. We were able to control the ball and conserve some energy and when it came to, to for them to have the ball and us to to do some defense we had a, a lot more energy than we had last week you know in, in situations when the opposition had the ball so defensively we gave ourselves a chance because we were better with the ball so that was pleasing and you know it's exciting for the guys going forward but a cha the challenge now is to find some consistency and back it up next week. One or two, uh, I thought, you don't have to answer this question, but I thought it was one or two 50-50 calls once they went against us tonight. There's a few drop-out decisions and there was, I think it was a knock-on from Jamie Shaw that looked, to, looked like he knocked it on twice. And that must be frustrating sometimes. That must be pleasing in the way that you dealt with that. It didn't let that grind you down and, and came away with the two points. Yeah, 50-50 has been kind on some of those calls. I'd, yeah, uh, it more 75 20 But I need to have a look at the video and... Yeah. And like you say, it can get you down. It can get you down as a team and it showed some, some character and some resilience from our boys to be able to just wipe it off and, and do the defending that we had to. But again, it goes back to being able to concentrate and have the energy to, to back it up. Had, had that come on the back of a situation where we're defending and defending and defending, it could have been a different story. But because we're being smart and really effective with the ball, when it came to having to do back-to-back -back sets and copping a penalty like that, you take it a bit better. And you, you know, your concentration levels are of a, of a level that you need to be at this in Super League. So, yeah, you know, it's not going to be the, the last time that we get a, a call against us. Um, so hopefully there's a lesson for us to cope with it next time it happens, if it does. How much is young Ben Nakabue impressing you? He scored that try just before half-time there. I was particularly impressed with him today. He seemed to get us on that front foot in that, that last five minutes before our time. Did it give you a lot of confidence going into that break? He's, um, he's come on leaps and bounds and he's, he's a young fella. He's come across and he came across by himself um, to a foreign country. He didn't really know anybody um, in this group especially, but in this country. And he, uh, he's come to a new climate and it was all foreign to him. And I think week by week he's just grown. And he's a character that all the boys in the squad love. And, you know, he's, he's a lovely fellow. And I'm glad he's really getting some uh, some rewards for the football because he trains hard, he works hard, and he just goes about his business. And, you know, it's a nice week for him to score his debut try for the club on, on the week that he turned 22. So, you know, he's got a lot of football ahead of him. And, you know, we're really excited for what lies ahead for Ben because, you know, like I say, he's, he's a talented footballer and he's getting better and better every single week. And we saw some glimpses, as you spoke about, with him with the ball. But defensively, he's tirelessly working. And the guys in the group are really excited and they love playing with him. So, you know, that says more than anything about us as coaches being happy with him. I think he got penalised for one in the first half. And I didn't think it was a penalty in a million years. It was a really sort of solid tackle. But even from that... You one of those 80-20s you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, one of those 80-20s, Willie. Yeah, that, that's more like it. 80-20, we'll have that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's impressed me in defence as well. And I think Ian Watson mentioned a few weeks ago, he was, he was hitting the line. He was just starting to poke his nose through. As pitches become firmer, he's going to come into his own, isn't he? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. And, you know, there's a few of our boys and, you know, 
you say that about a lot of the competition is it's, it's faster and a lot of the boys like to play along the, on top of the ground. But yeah, he's one in particular who's becoming, and we're seeing more of an athlete. Mm. You know, he's he's quick along the ground and he's he's backing himself up on effort on efforts. And you know, I'm, I'm excited to to see how he goes when the sun finally tries to come it, out when it finally comes out it seems like it's freezing every time oh. we come to this ground what did you think of the, the halfback partnership tonight between Jack Little John and Robert Louis that second half that partnership seemed to I won't say there were signs there that that partnership yeah, was it's progressing it's getting better and better and on the ball at certain times and um, there's a certain leadership role and they're about working together but yeah and, you know that was how the game went you know, we, we all were able to or the guys were able to all take control and get a stronghold in the game and, you know, that coincided with the halfbacks doing that as well. So, you know, they, they're learning on the run. And, you know, it's a tough position to play because you want them to be instantaneous. You want them to gel straight away. But, you know, two experienced players like that, I think, never played together before. It's always going to take a little bit of time. But I think when it does click, it's going to be very, very good for us and really effective for, for our Super League team. Well, congratulations on the win tonight, Willie. I shall see you next Thursday at Witness. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks, Cheers. So, that was Willie Poachin uh, talking about the victory against Hull FC. Like he said, Witness this week, Paul, away on Thursday. Big game for Salford. It certainly is. Witness are a good home side as well, Rob, aren't they? We've mentioned it before and spoke about the pitch at Witness, the, the I pitch or 3D, G pitch, whatever they call it. And <laughs> You know, it's, it tends to be a fast track and Witness have got some pace in their back line. They've got a good set of half-backs in uh, Tom Gilmore and uh, Joe Miller. So it's a game we have to be switched on, but it's a ground that we do quite well. I did the preview this week and I think we've won seven and lost five there at Witness since 2002. So we've not got a bad record there. Yeah, it's a bit of a stats man, Paul. He knows uh, when Salford played, who played and how often they win and you know that's really good obviously we travel to Widnes Andy and you know three co you know, coaches going up to Widnes I know there's two coaches up there now it's important that there's a big following from Salford there on Thursday night oh of course it makes all, makes a lot of difference I was there last year it was a great performance it's 40 odd something like that um, I don't think our players particularly like playing on that on on that pitch um, so kind of fingers crossed on injuries but definitely our fans you know uh, probably second to none some fantastic experiences last year um, the good thing about a Thursday night uh, game at Sky is that they, they fund the, the coaches um, and obviously from a financial point of view the more fans that pay um, you know pay up early the club gets a quarter of the proceeds so uh, you know, really keen to see a big away following this year yeah I suppose his investment in the club uh, obviously getting that bit of money back it helps it to grow doesn't it and, and develop it, it does as well and um, I think what we want is, is that the, the way experience is, is probably improved so you know we want to be working with the supporters trust and other, and other people just to make sure that, that that whole day is is captured and people share their experience on social media um, and hopefully share the you know the celebrations afterwards yeah it's going to be a good game hopefully Salford will come away with a victory so good luck to both Salford Red Devils and Swinton Lions uh, in the games this week uh, a bit more from Andy Rosler next seven days a week 24 hours a day live radio contact so that was Andy Rodson from Salford Red Devils talking about the whole victory on Friday night. A bit more from him later on, but first up, we've got Paul Whiteside and what's happening with our amateur teams this week in his report.
Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. We shall start off this week with Salford City Roosters, who claim their first victory of the season. They came from behind to win against Millham. 20 points to 18. There was tries in the first half from Barry Hamilton and Craig Wells. Millham had gone in front, though, on the 68th minute, 18 points to 14, until a last-minute try from George Kemp and Paul Morgan kicking the goal, keeping his nerve to get Salford City Roosters their first victory of the season. So well done to the Roosters. Staying with our local side, Little Hulton Reds, they beat Garswood Stags by 18 points to 6. It was a great team effort to bring the result home against a strong Garswood Stags team. There was two tries from Aidan Heaton and one apiece for Kyle McDonough and Gary Malkin. And one kick was converted by Ken Sackfield. The man of the matches in first place, it was Aidan Heaton. Second place, Gaz Williamson. And third place, Kyle McDonough. Duff and next they travel to Clockface. We'll give you more information on the fixtures later on in the report. Langwithy Reds, they won by 22 points to 18 against Burtonwood Bridge. Um, it was another close game, final score 22 18, as we said, to Langwithy. And Burtonwood had a man sent off for punching in that feisty encounter there. Caddy's Ed Rhinos were beaten, though they, they lost at home to Wigan Springview by 26 points. Weather was terrible on Saturday, terrible conditions this game was played in. But Caddy's Ed scored drives through Matty Sloan, Brad White, and Danny Royal, but just went down 26 points to 18. Moving back to the National Conference Leagues, in the National Conference Premier Division, it was a Difficult day again for Rochdale Mayfield. They went down 16 points to 14 to Siddle. They were leading by 10 points to 6 at halftime. But Siddle, good side at home. And the Halifax side won that one by just the 2 points, 16 points to 14. Saddle with Rangers and West Bowling was postponed. That was a Division 2 fixture. That was due to the weather, terrible weather at the weekend, as we said. In Division 3, Eastmore was 10. Gateshead Storm against Oldham St. Anne's was postponed due to the weather. And this coming week, we've got some fixtures coming up for you next Saturday. In the Premier Division, it's Dato Heath Crusaders against Rochdale. Maybe that's a 2.30 kickoff on Saturday. In Division 2, Stanley plays Saddleworth Rangers. Division 3, Beverly against Oldham St. Anne's. Salford City Roosters at home again to Clockface Miners. And Waterhead Warriors entertain Barrow Island. Turning our attention to the North West Men's League now. In Division 1 at the weekend, it was Rochdale Mayfield A16, Widnes Tigers 8. In Division 2, Oldham St. Anne's A22, Charlie Pamphers 4. Wigan St. Cuthbert's 50, Manchester Rangers 24. Division 3, Langworthy Reds 22, Burton Brood Bridge 18, as we've already talked about. In Division 4, it was Little Hunt Reds 18, Garswood Stack 6. Runcorn 26, Saddleworth Rangers A30. Caddy's Ed Rhinos 18, Wigan Springview 26. In Division 5, Thato Heath Crusaders B 68, Bolton Mets 0, Higginshaw 30, New Spring Lions 16. And the fixtures for this weekend coming on Saturday the 24th of March in the Premier Division it is Folly Lane against Thato Heath Crusaders A. Division 1 is Rochdale Mayfield A against Lee Minor Rangers A. Division 2, Berry Broncos against Oldham St. Anne's A. Manchester Rangers against Leyland Warriors. Division 3, Chester Gladiators against the West Hotton Lions. Halton Farmer Hornets are at home to Rochdale Cobras. Langworthy Reds against Wollstone Rovers A. And Division 4, Saddleworth Rangers A against Caddy Z Rhinos. Clockface Miners A against Little Hulton Reds. And finally in Division 5, Bolton Mets are at home to Wigan Springview A. Higginshaw against Ryland Sharks. And finally Littleborough play the Berry Broncos A. Student Rugby League on Wednesday the 14th of March. Manchester Met came up with a good victory in the Northern A. 1A division, they beat Edge Hill by 46 points to 10. 
The knockout cup match between Halifax, ERA and Salford Red Devils was postponed. That again was due to the weather. And that game will now be played this Wednesday, coming that's the 20th of March. Uh, one more fixture for this Wednesday. Sorry, Tuesday. No, Wednesday. Wednesday. Go back to Wednesday. Wednesday, 21st of March. In the University, it's Northern 1A. It's Liverpool, John Moores against Manchester Met. As I said, the match between Halifax, ERA and Salford Red Devils will be played on it looks like Friday, Friday the 23rd of March. We'll get that confirmed for you. I'll, I'll get Rob to check that out for you. And there's one other fixture between Manchester and Chester. That's on Tuesday the 20th of March. But we'll find out for definite the College Rugby League game for Salford Red Devils because I've, I've messed you about a bit there. Now to the North West Youth League. On Sunday, the, the, all the games were a wipeout from, from the weather. There's no results. That was due to the, the snow and the bad weather across the North West region. The fixtures for Sunday, the 25th of March. And don't forget the clocks go forward. So uh, don't forget to do that. Else you'll be late for your match. On Sunday, the 25th of March, in the under-18s Premier Division, it's Waterhead against Wollstone. Division 1, Folly Lane against Rochdale. That's under-18s. And Saddleworth against South Trafford. In the under-16s Division 1, it's Oral St. James against Folly Lane. Wollstone goals against Oldham St. Anne's. Division 2 of the under-16s is Langworthy against Saddleworth. Fatal Heath against Waterhead, Walney Central against West Horton, and finally in Division 3 of the under-16s, Rochdale play Lee East and Salford City Roosters play Ulverston. And finally this week on the Amateur Report, I know this isn't amateur, but there's a few amateur sides involved. It was a Labrooks Challenge Cup Round 4 over the weekend. I've got the results for you. It was Barrow, Raiders 28, Sheffield Eagles 16, Batley Bulldogs 4, Lee Centurions 8, Doncaster 34, Newcastle Thunder 0, Kells 6, Toronto Wolfpack 56, Normanton Knights 8, Rochdale Hornets 20, Whitehaven 25, Dewsbury Rams 18, Workington Town 20, London Broncos 22 and York City Knights 26, Swinton Lions 12. The postponed games between Coventry Bears and Pilkington Rex, Halifax against Oldham, Hunslet against Bradford and North Wales Crusaders against Featherstone Rovers are hopefully going to be replayed during the midweek of this week. The Challenge Cup fifth round draw, where the bottom four from Super League last season enter, is going to be made on the BBC website on Tuesday night, Tuesday the 20th of March at 7pm. So it probably already have been made by the time you've listened to this. So you can be able to catch that on all the websites, Sky Sports, BBC, it'll all be there for you. So that's it from me. I shall catch you at Witness on Thursday. So that was Paul Whiteside's amateur report. And next up, we've got Andy Wesler talking all things Salford Red Devils. I'm Craig Cockdown of the Salford Red Devils, and you're listening to the Sports Zone Salford City Radio. Welcome back to Sports Zone on Salford City Radio. We're joined by Salford Red Devils, Andy Rosler in the studio, and. Uh, Tell us about the last few months uh, running Salford Red Devils. Uh, well, officially it's only been, I don't know, maybe six weeks. But I've been working behind the scenes, yeah, for about five or six months. So we're getting there. It's been a kind of incredible learning experience. Very, very, very enjoyable. Lots of challenges uh, overcome, even even, even more. Um, but, you know, I, I see all the things that have identified as... as as problems potentially is is um, unlimited opportunity, um, and really getting together some some very good people to um, you know to to assist along the way. Lots of great um, 
lots of great partnerships in the in the offering so um you know hopefully the the next few months is going to be slightly easier can you explain a bit to us about the the club 13 that was quite a positive news story coming out of the club last week you know engaging with local business can you give us a bit more info on that yeah sure so um a lot of my um professional contacts are, in, are interested in salford or rugby league or sport generally but they're not necessarily engaged with the club and i also found that um, a lot of professionals that, that, that they knew had, had probably gone to the odd sale game, but um, when I'd taken them to Salford, they really enjoyed it. So what we're looking at doing is having a business club which probably draws in new investment, new ideas, um, and, you know, potentially some new some new support. Um, but the kind of other spin-off benefit was there's some ex-players there that are looking for opportunities from business, career advice, etc. So um, we're looking to grow that. The other um, initiative, of course, is that it stretches right across Greater Manchester. So we want to encourage people right across that right right across that borough, um, you know, to get involved in the club. Uh, we're the only Super League club in in the area, so hopefully, you know, we'll be the uh, you know the catalyst. Yeah, I suppose it's all about building that community feel. Solved. Uh, city of Salford is quite a large city. You know what I mean? It's all about engaging with people in the city to support the local club. Oh, of course it is. Um, lots of new businesses. All those businesses have got employees. Not enough of them come to the ground. Um, I go out and about as much as possible, speaking to local business owners. And a number of them used to go to the club and haven't been for a while or want to get involved. So, yeah, it's just about spreading the message that, um, you know, we're, we're open for business. Um, come, you know, come come to the games. Uh, and more importantly, certainly with some of the initiatives we're looking at is try to generate engagement and income opportunities for the club um every day of the week rather than just rather than just 14 days a year how important do you think the part the supporters trust are, are going to play in things you've know, got over 600 members in that now do you see that as a as a good thing to spur the club on and, and build the club uh, of course i mean if if you're if you're brought you know one extra person of two extra people then it'd be uh, be fantastic um sometimes easier said than done there's lots of great um, um, uh, you know, kind of mo- motivation with the supporters trust. Some very good skills in there. I've had a number of meetings with their with their leadership committee, and what we're looking at doing is formalise some formalising something because having six hundred people throwing ideas at you can be a little bit chaotic. So it's like running a, a fairly large organisation. I should imagine for you know for uh, Dave Campbell and the, re- the rest the rest of the uh, the board. Um, so we're looking at put, putting something in place in the very you know very in a very near future having very specific objectives um, the main thing from my perspective is that it's an open it's an open house a great working relationship um, it's not happened before in our in our sport so you know, I'm, I'm really pleased about about that potential and um, you know let's see what we can do in the next game what is what else obviously what is your ambitions obviously short term medium term you know long term for the club have you got like a like a dream or an idea where you where you can see the club in sort of 12 months 3 years 5 years down the line if, yeah, a lot of things that want, we wanted to do bef- um, beginning of the season, um, we couldn't because of uh, because of the time it took to get the the, the uh, authorization over the line. So we're planning for next season, but you know we've got we, we haven't really got much time to um, to think about things because the Super League you know structure will probably change next year. So we need to be absolutely in Super League. But for me, it's re-engaging the supporters' trust. Um, having a great relationship with the strategy, looking at how we can get lots of new kids in the area playing the sport, boys and girls, um, formalising a relationship with um, a lot of the a lot of the businesses. So I think you know being financially self sufficient is is absolutely 
crucial. That is obviously a challenge because we're on the we're on the back foot. Um, but obviously, we want to build the infrastructure around the club so it doesn't just have to rely on match days as I said before and also just a little thing the support of the players the business opportunities the career advice from the kind of 16 year olds coming through the network to players that have re- retired um, that can be a reason to come and, and stay at the club uh, rather than you know rather than just how we finished the season before so that's a that's a big goal for us there's a fair few uh, amateur sides in the area and not just in the Salford area but in the northwest region Rochdale Berry Bolton are you going to be engaging with these sides? Obviously, we'd be saying there we're the premier sort of Super League side yeah. in the area. You know, we were saying about the East Stand and that. Is that going to be a project, an ongoing project to get those amateur sides involved, get them in, get them in, get them supporting Salford? Yeah, I think um, some other clubs have got probably a better relationship with the community clubs than we have. Um, I do aim to, at some stage, meet meet them all. Our foundation have already, you know, have already got a, uh, a relationship with them. Since Ian Bleas has moved across to the, um, uh, you know, director of of of, of, of operations and, and rugby, um, there's going to be more nailed on um, long term strategy to work alongside the foundation and the community clubs to make sure that we're capturing all the local talent, we're inspiring um, new kids from other schools in other areas to, to to play the sport. But what we need is an offering from. Um, you know, 15, 16 year olds to the first team. So, you know, there's a lot of activity at the moment and research <coughs> done in terms of, you know, relaunching the Category 1 Academy again. A um, lot of discussion in terms of in terms of reserves. So I- I'm confident the playing pool is there in the, already on our doorstep. I think with a little bit of alignment between ourselves, the foundation, the community clubs and the universities, um, if we can get that funding structure right for the for the academy, you know, I don't see why you know, we shouldn't have you know a number of first teamers from the local areas in you know the next two or three years. Hopefully, there's been quite a lot of concern recently with supporters with the sale of Gareth O'Brien. Will there be any money invested now in, in players coming in over the next few weeks? I think we need to strengthen absolutely. Um, whether um, you know whether that's you know whether that's you know also involving maybe bringing some players on on, on loan. We, we don't know yet to see what's available. But um, Gareth was a kind of an iconic figure. Really sorry to see him go. Um, I, don't, I think we you know probably admit that we're a little bit light in the back, certainly with one or two injuries. So you know we certainly can. Uh, expect to see some signings in the uh, in, in the back line very soon. I suppose and you're being really bad. Players come and go, don't they? As long as there's a, a strong Salford club uh, in in the city of Salford, you know, playing out the the top facility in in the city, producing fantastic rugby league. That's all us fans can ask for, can't we? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what I would say is, you know, kind of Ian Watson is very thorough, very methodical in terms of how he builds his, his squad, not just in terms of their abilities, but also their uh, their character. So he, you know, he thinks about. Um, you know, he's always two or three steps ahead in terms of how we need to, um, you know, strengthen. Already looking to, already looking for next season. So that's a that's a you know that's a you know an evolution that's just you know every every single every single week it moves it moves on. But he's very clear in terms of who he needs to bring in and, and why. Yeah, big thanks for talking to on Sports Zone, Andy. It's been a, it's been a great show so far. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll come back anytime. Cool. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking football with Man United, Man City, and Salford City. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, Radio Contact. It's time for the Devil of the Details, 
So, Salford Red Devils take a witness Vikings on Thursday night away from home, Paul. Big game for Salford Red Devils. It is, especially after the whole win. It's important now that we build momentum. It's Easter as well the following week, so the games are coming thick and fast now. It's an important time of the season. This now you've got to get points in the bag, and you know witness away from home is a ground that we've had success on in the past, and they've made they have an indifferent start to the season. They've got four points the same as us. If we can beat them, we could possibly leapfrog them now. And uh, you know it's all about getting points on the board now. It's a short season. There's 23 rounds, and we're over like a quarter of the way through that now. So it's, it's, I think it's a pivotal game on Thursday night. I suppose it's all about building momentum in it Paul and the day and you know we beat if we we managed to beat Hull and if if we beat Witness we're on a two game winning run then uh, and we can build on that I think and I think it's important for both confidence for the players and the the fans and the coaches staff we get a you know a few wins under our belt it certainly is, yeah. If you can knock witness off, you've got Catalan Dragons then coming on on Good Friday, and their their form's been very poor at the moment. They were beaten again at the weekend. That'd be a game you'd have to fancy yourselves in. But you've got to take one one game at a time. There's no point in getting ahead of yourself. Witness will be tough. It's always tough on that pitch there at Witness. There, you know, they're used to playing it every week, and I think that's an advantage to them sometimes. And they've been improved on on last season from what I've seen of them so far this season. They beat Leeds at home. They had a good win against Catalan as well. So they're no mugs. They're no mugs at home, and, and, and nobody's in Super League. Rob, you can't take any team for granted and it'll be a tough game but after that game against Hull you'd expect us to go there now with renewed confidence and you know um, I thought in that second half against against Hull we seem to gain, gain belief and if we can tap that into this witness game I think we can turn them over Does Ian Watson look to shuffle his pack obviously you know winning team you don't really change winning teams do you Paul and it's you know I say consistency is important he certainly is. I wouldn't change a winning team, Rob. I don't think there's anybody in that side that deserves to be left out of, of this week. I'd, I'd keep it the same. Uh, I think the, the squad, I saw the squad today, I think that's pretty much the same as what it was. Uh, there was a couple of players in the, in the squad. I think Daryl Alferts is in there and uh, there was somebody, Ryan Lannan, sorry, Ryan Lannan's in the squad as well. So it's pretty much going to be the same, I would have thought. Um, I, I wouldn't have thought Ryan would probably come in. I, I think he'd probably keep his forward pack the same. But uh, we'll just see what Ian Watson comes up with. But you're not really going to drop anybody out of that side because it was... It, you know, most players, all players, I thought were excellent on, on Friday night. You couldn't have singled anybody out really. I thought Robert Louis was good. Jack Littlejohn was good at half back as well. Nia Levels was particularly excellent. You know that that little uh, little piece that he brought to the game where he kept the ball in the field of play. That, that twinkle toes went the way he batted the ball back in and kept it. You know, the excellent play from from Niall that and uh, and yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm confident we can come up with the result on on Thursday night. Yeah, obviously we talked about buses going down uh, to witness. Important that the fans turn up and, and support the boys. Because games like this, if you can sort of beat witness at witness, that's a, you know that's a big thing. Because uh, obviously, you, with your home games, your home team, you know, becomes a fortress. Done at your home game, so if you can nick ones away like witness, that'll be only good for our top eight ambitions. If you can win games like this, Rob, you, you, you should be able to get in the top eight. Mm. You know, if you can beat teams like Widnes, no disrespect to them, they're not going to win the grand final. Uh, so you've got to win, you've got to beat those sides like Huddersfield, those teams around you, Catalan Dragons, Hulkingston Rovers, th- those sides. If you can pick points off those sides, you're finishing that top eight. And, you know, a lot of people have wrote us off from that top eight and saying we're not going to get anywhere near it. If we can beat Widnes on Thursday, you've got six points already. You look at the lead table at the moment, we're in 10th place on four points. I think the um, fifth place side is Warren and we're on six points we've got a game in hand on Warrington so it's very tight at the moment and any sort of wins now especially going into Easter if you can get a bit of a run pick up a couple of more wins if you can get on I don't know 
20 points, is it, to get, get in the top eight, something like that? We could be well on the way to that by the time you get to the Magic Weekend, and who do we play at Magic Weekend? Catalan Dragons again. So, you know, their, their games you've got to be targeting, Rob, the way those sides have started this season. And, you know, let's not write the, the Dragons off. They've got some good players in that side. But I'm confident we can we can beat these teams around us. Yeah, talk, let's just talk about witness. Let's not think too far no, ahead. No, no. Who, who do we look out for in that uh, witness uh, squad? I think they've got some pace in the back line. Uh, Reese Hansbury is always a handful. Uh, that Stefan Marsh always seems to score against us as well. Halfbacks are good. Tom Gilmore and Joe Miller, good halfbacks. They sort of uh, know that pitch at Widnes like the back of their hand, don't they? The kicking game always seems to be superb on there. And if you've noticed on there, the ball always seems to bounce and go all over the shoulder on that pitch. It's normally a fast track as well. I think that'll suit us. I think uh, we've got some top of the ground players, as Ian Watson has alluded to this season. Um, I'm trying to think of some other witness players. I think so. That's about it. Really. That's mm. all they've got in it. Yeah, I think man for man, we, we our squad is is, is 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 better than theirs for me. So yeah, you know, so. you've got to make sure. I'm sure the players will be focused on uh, uh, you know a fantastic week training and preparing for for the game, and you know hoping that that we'll be able to put in another good performance and secure another two points. Uh, give us your score prediction for the uh, the game on Thursday night, Paul. Yeah, I've wrote mine on the back of my league express in oh, front yeah. of me. I've got witness 14, Salford 28. 14-28. Just like I say last week's, Paul, I was pretty close last week. I know you don't like... I know you guessed. <laughs> I know you like to... You know, you like numbers out of the sky. <laughs> like my bingo balls, that's what, that's what I should really bring them. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sort of saying I'm getting closer. Just don't forget the little... If, I, if it gets right, then they get a little meal. Yeah, well, you know, you oh, yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, like a big taster. I should go up market and say you're a Burger King. <laughs> Yeah. So, go on then, go on then. so what's my prediction for the game on Thursday? Don't say thirty points to six. You <laughs> had that two weeks running. <laughs> I'm gonna go witness twelve. Salford 18 18 12 Salford oh, very good. I thought you were going to say 30 <laughs> no. say 30 every week for Salford <laughs> yeah to be honest with you yeah, I think you, you could be bang on there um, I've just gone for a few more points I thought it might be a few points that you know that being uh, being that pitch and that pitch is not affected by the weather is it that pitch it seems to be the same all year round and it, it do tend to get a bit of points on it. I mean last season we, we battered uh, witness there didn't we? we got about 48 six teams or something like that it was an excellent display there I remember Chris Wellham scoring that wonder try in the corner um, but yeah I'll take 18 12 Rob I think the supporters will take any sort of win won't they because it'll be that to me if we can win there that's a big win that going into Easter it would be a big win like I said it's getting the uh, the, the run together because if you get win three or four wins a couple of times through the season um, you know you, you guarantee that top eight spot and I think that's what we've kind of struggled with haven't we in the, in the past yeah. um, and you know last season's memories of, of stringing five and six wins together and you know the challenge cup run and not everything that that, that brought uh, to the club um, we're, on, we're on a wave of enthusiasm we're learning how to play a different way uh, and hopefully it's only going to be uh, grow and grow and it's only going to be a good thing for the club to come yeah certainly and if you look at the table at the moment I think Widnes are in seventh place so they're just above us so we'll probably leapfrog them if we can beat them hulking some rovers they play St. Helens at the weekend which is going to be a tough game for them I can't see them winning that uh, Huddersfield are away at Wigan Wakefield are away at Warrington so the sides around us you know, looking at those fixtures they might lose those games there's a good chance they will do I can't see Huddersfield winning at Wigan so if we can get the result there you're just keeping one step ahead of those, those teams around you and I think that's important at this time of the year and especially with Easter programme coming up there's not many sides that win two games over Easter is there you know, and we get some funny scores coming up then so if we can go into the Easter programme on the back of two wins I think that'll give us a great deal of confidence yeah so big thanks for tuning to this week's Devil in the Detail big thanks for Andy Rosler uh, coming on talking all things Soul for Red Devils nice bloke 
dead honest, talking all things over at Ebblespot. Yeah, he seems to be working really hard at the moment. Andy speaking to him off air before we went on the on the show on Salford City Radio. He's well, well prepared. It was nice of him to come in as well. I know he's very busy at the moment. And let's not forget, Andy's got a day job as well, hasn't he? That he does, and he's very busy with that. So, so we're running a Super League club as well at the same time. You know, it's uh, it takes a lot to do, and it was great for him to take time out to come and speak to us. He didn't have to do, did he? And he gave some of his time out and came and speak to us, and we'd be happy to work with him any time, wouldn't we, Rob? And the more we can do to help promote this great club, the better. Yeah, it's full, full of great ideas for me, and yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's like you say, he's working under about an hour in here and you know as as a supporter you know we, we all kind of you know want information and we want to know what's going on but you know he seems to me like he's, he's, he's in control of the situation he, he knows what you know what's important and you know I'm, I'm i'm very impressed very impressed yeah i was impressed as well yeah i mean at the moment rob i think there's a lot of um a lot of stuff going on on social media anyway that I've, I've read, you know, rumours and this, that, and the other. And at the end of the day, it's not all about that. Let's let's all pull together and be positive about the club because, you know, all these things about Gareth O'Brien and, you know, we've got to move on from that. We can't keep harping on about the same thing every week. And we could have asked Andy all sorts of questions tonight, couldn't they? Well, well, perhaps it's not worth it. You've, we've got to be on the same side, haven't we, Rob, and uh, look at the bigger picture of things and the grand scheme of things. And um, Andy's, Andy's working hard and it's up to supporters now to come out and back him and, and come and watch the side as well. So let's hope we can beat Widness on Thursday and that, that'll just snowball. Every little bit helps, doesn't it, Rob? And the more we can do, the more games we can win, the more people are going to get on side with things. Yeah, so big thanks for tuning to this week's Devil in Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parks. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at the ITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.